What up, cocksuckers? This is Mika back with another episode of The Color Pink. We are at a interesting point in this podcast. In total, all the episodes of this podcast since I started it in God knows when, like March, something like that. 199 plays. We are one play away from reaching 200. So the first person to listen to this episode will probably be the one to push us over um, over the edge. And if you think it's you, do download the Anchor app and navigate to this podcast so you can send a message in. Say whatever the fuck you want. Tell me your favorite color. Whatever. I'll feature it because I've never gotten a message before from a listener. Um, and I'm really excited to see what someone says <laughs> when they <laughs> the first person to send a message in. Um, so yeah, be that lucky 200 and send in a message if you so desire. Today, we are going to talk about a topic that I wrote about in a Medium article um, yesterday that I think is pretty interesting. It's it's related to success. And now, obviously, when I'm talking about this, the assumption is that I am, quotation marks, successful. I've always considered myself, I, I mean, I've considered myself, quotation marks, successful for the past, you know, two years or three years. Because my belief was that if I can do everything in my power to um, work towards my dreams, that's what I call success. And as I, as I grew up, that definition kind of evolved to include, like, you know, you kind of have to be happy doing what you're doing instead of just chasing something at, ex- at the expense of your sanity. But that definition is pretty much the same. And so um, that's what I've been thinking like for the past few years. But um, it's only recently that other people have um, also started considering me, quotation marks, successful. Um, you know, I've, at 19, I'm living in Germany, um, I'm working a job that I didn't even have to apply for, and I'm working alongside these people who are like 10 years older than me, some of them, and have master's degrees, like, that's not an insignificant feat to get to where I am, and honestly, like, it's so, it's, it's so weird sometimes when I think about it, because I've put in a lot of work, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else in between, um, like, since 50, I, like, this thing really, my, my whole work ethic, like, of being independent with my, like, productivity, really started, I think, when I was 15, so that's when like I was a straight 4.0 student in high school just just so you know for the first two years I was like perfect like the first semester the first year I was in high school I like took like seven awards or something like that out of like the um the 20 or something that were available or no well the ones that are available to me um there were probably like 12 I took seven of them so, like, out of a class full of, like, 50-something people, I took 7 out of 20 awards. Like, 
and, and that was my first time there and it was like freshman year so it's like I didn't know what I was doing I was depressed as shit I had no friends but I it was at the point where like even the like seniors other people in the high school were like who is this guy like they keep calling my name and I keep going up to get the award and so, like who is this guy why is he getting so many awards like that was me I was a really f- like fucking amazing academic fuck um and then I think it was sophomore year where I got like jaded is that the right word um with the whole concept of school and I kind of realized how hollow it was and it was ma- I realized it was making me really unhappy so I decided to you know I s- decided to naturally branch out and find my own passions and that's when I got into 3D printing so at 15 and 16 that summer I built my first 3D printer um, and I had been introduced to 3D printing as a concept like maybe a month before I started like designing and building my own 3D printer that's not insignificant to be at 15 years old like what the fuck were you guys doing at 15 years old I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm better than you but I'm just trying to make it make it clear that I was working for like I've been working for a long time so the, the point of me bringing up that illustration is like on one hand when you hear news that oh Mika this dropped out of college to get a job in Germany a full-time paying job alongside like people with master's degrees the tendency is for people to say oh you're so lucky there's a lot of luck involved and even I say that sometimes too because I'm kind of lazy to explain to people who don't really matter that uh, you know I've been working since I was 15 um, and doing all these things building up to it like the, on one hand it's like lucky extremely extremely lucky but on the other hand it's so incredibly like it's such an incredibly low return for what I actually put in I've been like doing well I started out with maybe 20 hours of work a week like on my 3d printer and stuff but then it accelerated to like 40 and then like I've been maintaining that for years until like when I got to Canada which was like 10 months ago it probably went up to like 50 or 60 sometimes like I'm working all the time ladies and gentlemen and I've been doing that for years with no guarantee of getting anything back I was not getting paid it was quite the opposite actually I was spending money to do all these things you know this is my first paying job in Germany and so when people say oh you know Mika was fucking around dropped out of college and he got a job at the 3d printing media startup in Germany he's so lucky they don't realize that, you know, how did I get there? How did I get into a 3D printing media startup? It's because I know a shit ton about 3D printing. And how do I know a shit ton about 3D printing? It's because at 15, I decided to fuck school, even when I had no way out and no way of knowing that this would work and just do what I wanted to do at the time, which is 3D print the hell out of everything. And how, how did I become a writer, like such a good writer? Well, I started writing on Medium um, I think it's about a year ago now, maybe, no, it's my, it might be two years, almost two years now when I start writing a medium, and I start discovering, like, wow, this is, like, this is incredibly helpful to me, and I don't care if it sucks ass, and you go look at my first few articles, they suck, um, I don't care if it sucks ass, because, like, it's helpful to me, so I'm just gonna keep doing it, because I know it's good for me, and now I'm starting to get some recognition for it, slowly, um, because I'm producing, like, the content has always been there, the heart has always been there, the emotions have always been there, but, you know, my 
communication skills, my presentation skills, like making it, making those emotions into an art piece that can be appreciated. That skill of mine is getting better and better with practice. But the emotions were always there. That's why, like, that's what drives it. Like all these truths that I write about, it's not. I don't write because I like to fucking string words together. I'm not a fucking like poet or something. Well, that's the wrong word. I'm not like. I don't. I don't enjoy the. Like you know, language without feeling behind it, without motive, is purely. It's it's like pointless to me. It's. You, you know, you're just playing around with, like, the sound of words and stuff. That, I mean, I know some people enjoy language for that, but I don't care for it. The reason language matters to me is because, like, it's it's a harmony. The harmony you get to experience between um, the sound of words and also the emotions behind them. That's what dry, draws me to writing. But, you know, half of it has always been there. The emotions have always been there. It's just the word part that I had to get right. Because writing about all these things that I write about is hard, um, so that's that's what that's what I mean. Like when I say I'm quotation marks successful, that was a very long tangent that basically um, means that you know I worked for my success in quotation marks. But the great irony of uh, the <laughs> the actual point of this episode, the great irony of getting quotation marks successful, is that well, I guess a little irony before we before we get to the bigger one is that you face the exact same problems that you do before you were successful. Don't ever for a minute think that, you know, when you get that car or when you get that promotion or you get that, like, number figure in your bank, your problems are going to magically disappear. Never fucking happens, all right? Like, I'm only 19 and a half, it almost. 19, I'm only 19 and a half, but I know that for a fact, like... Just because you get to a milestone doesn't mean your problems magically fucking disappear. Unless, like, you're living on $10 a day and you make, like, $20 a day. Sure, yeah, some pro- some of your problems will disappear. But, like, for the most part, you, 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 you're the exact same person. You're the exact same broken person. You're the exact same asshole, um, you know, you were when you were living in Canada and uh, when you are living in Germany when you got a job. Same same deal. The, that's a little irony. The bigger irony is that when you get to the point where you're successful, you find something that you didn't think was there. You find something that you... It's not the same as what you expected. I guess it's surprising, you could say. And of course, every time when I record this podcast, there's some German fuckers talking outside. Someone's using a hairdryer. Like, someone's reorganizing the dishes, all the dishes in the kitchen, using a vacuum cleaner. Like... Fucking luck, right? But anyway, the great irony of success is that um, when you reach the top of the mountain, so to speak, you find something that you didn't think was there. It's not what you thought. And uh, what you do when you realize that will show you something about yourself. So, for instance, in my specific case, I was chasing... I, I started out doing all this because I wanted an escape from like my environment so what environment was i escaping well my family is not very compassionate i am a very emotional person but those needs were not met like it sounds like i'm being selfish but i don't think i can't think of another way to say it but the emotional needs that i have were not met by my biological family 
and I was living with them for 18 years, so that's tough. On top of that, I was in an environment, which a lot of people are also in, of school. And I do not do well in school. I absolutely hate it. I can't think... I can think of a few things that I would rather do less than school. Like, put me in a coal mine, where my lifespan will be like 20 years, and I, I would have a hard time picking between working in a coal mine for the next 20 years and, gen- and then just dying. Between that and school, I would have a hard time. <laughs> like, that's... That's how, I mean, I actually do not like it one bit at all. So I was stuck in the school environment, like most people are, until I finished high school. And I was stuck in college for a year, but then I f- fucked that off of that, thank God. Um, so that was the environment I was trying to escape. Because if I just let things happen, let the pieces fall where they may, so to speak, I would be working. I would be still in college. After I graduate college, I'll be getting a normal ass job, going to visit my family every summer, and dreading the experience because, you know, you have to pretend and like make fake smiles. That's what my parents still do to this day, and they're like, forty eight years old this year, forty nine maybe. I don't want that life. I w- I saw what they were doing, and I saw where I was going, and I didn't want to be that person. So I said, "Fuck that! I'm gonna make my own thing." And when I became quotation marks successful, whenever that was, I thought I was going to be just the opposite of what they were, the exact opposite. But it's weird because it's kind of what I expected, but it's kind of not. So the biggest thing I would say that I didn't expect to find, especially at this point so early, is that relationships matter the most to me out of all the work I do, all, all the amazing movies I make, all the amazing things I come up with, the quotes I, you know, I write, all the, 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 the nice content I make, out of all the amazing things I can do, the relationships that I have are still the most meaningful to me out of all of them. And that is re- really recent. That, re- that reshuffling of priorities is really, really recent. I didn't expect to find that um, period and I didn't expect it, I sure as hell didn't expect it so soon. That's that's weird to have some your like top priority in life supplanted. That's not I don't know if that's a word. To have it like transplanted. That's definitely not the right word. To have it like changed your top priority in life. That's quite an experience. Um, And honestly, I couldn't be more happy about it because it feels it feels so good to be able to care about people. Like, you know, it it makes all the things that I, the jobs I get and all the opportunities I take and all the things I go and the things I do and the places I go look like nothing compared to like all the relationships I've been able to build. And uh, yeah, th- that's it. That's all. That's all she wrote. Um, in fact, I, I really like the ending of that Medium article that I wrote. So... I'm going to try and quote it to you. Um, I think I ended it with the greatest achievement of my lifetime will always be that I can love people. And the next greatest is that I remind them of this every day. And that's that's the ending. I love that ending, honestly. Like, that should be a fucking... That should be a quote. Like, that, that is... Like I, I mean I don't like decorations and shit. Like 
I like my space pretty clean but that's one thing I would actually consider like a tattoo or like a a wall poster or some shit like that anyway like I'll stop sucking my own dick and end this podcast it's already 16 minutes anyway and I need to get to work um that was the episode of the color pink hope you enjoyed that and I can't wait to see um 200 200 or 200 plus plays when I record an episode in a few more hours or tomorrow and peace out I'll talk to you in the next one